I will talk to you of art. Yes. For there is nothing else. Are you all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Come along quietly or not. Well, you can have all the talent in the world and never get anywhere. Some artists will bait a hook and let you bite upon it. And now, without further ado. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. This is Albert Shivers. Quick word before we get into this interview. Um, I've spoken with a lot of visual artists on this show so far. And this conversation with Don Stetner was among the best of them. Don Stetner is an artist in the purest form of it in terms of his method of creation, the way he creates, why he creates, what he creates, the whole thing is very inspiring and hopefully this will help get it out there. Another thing I'd like to mention before we get going, Isaac and I traveled to Don Stetner's home and his studio, which was completely amazing and you'll see... um, images of it in the YouTube version. If you're listening to this on YouTube, there's an amazing slideshow that's about to happen featuring lots of Don's work. If you're not listening to this on YouTube, keep listening, enjoy it, but I would also recommend check out the YouTube version for the slideshow of Don's artwork while he and I are talking. But we had traveled to his studio And there was a lot of technical difficulties. My cords were all messed up from my microphone. So we were down my microphone. And then on Isaac's microphone, there was all this intermittent feedback. We had a lot of technical issues. So what you're about to hear is a patchwork of the best of our collective recordings that we got from this conversation. It's totally listenable, um, but a little abstract, not unlike Don Stetner's art. So let's just get right to it. This is visual artist Don Stetner. Okay, folks, welcome to another episode of Planet Shivers. I'm Albert Shivers, Isaac Wilson on sound. And today, an artist been working on his craft for many years, does many different types of mediums, mostly works in inks and black and white, artist Don Stetner. Thanks for being on, Don. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So I guess we'll start from the beginning, and I'm just curious as to how you got started and how you found your style. How I got started. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well... My dad was an artist, and um, when I was young, he had art classes, and I wasn't very good, and, you know, like, I didn't even know that's what I wanted to do or anything, and Mm -hmm. high school, I was, I don't know, I was considered an artist before I even did anything, because my father was an artist, so, but I was able to, uh, to draw, and I, I didn't do a lot of drawing until... I went to college and uh, went to Carnegie Tech in Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. was a art painting sculpture student there. 
but um, I think the, the way I really got started is I doodle a lot. I, mm-hmm. I, I just um, always doodle. I always carry a sketchbook. And um, I just, you know, did it. But um, I, in 1964, I went to Italy and France, and my object was to see every piece of artwork that I possibly could. And I must have seen 10,000 paintings. I went to every church, every um, museum, any place there was art. There was the Venice Biennale uh, was uh-huh. there. That had 5,000 paintings in it. Wow. And in Milan, they had the Triennale, which is uh, artists and, and uh, industrial designers put a sh- big show together. It's a great show. Mm. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I just... Um, I, I, ju- I, I just went right into it, and um, I had a, some, a couple of good instructors, and we did all uh, kinds of things. And um, very quickly, I didn't feel like a student anymore, and I, wanted, I had my own studio in my apartment my sophomore year. And, okay. uh, and then um, my junior year, I, my painting teacher refused to come to my studio, he wanted me to come to the class, so I failed painting for the uh, <laughs> semester, and then um, I rented one of my instructor's lofts in Manhattan, and mm-hmm. painted there for the summer, and got critiqued by another uh, painter, okay. and um, so, I don't know, I never really thought anything else except, you know, art. Yeah, art. what kind of art did your father do? Uh, he, he did very figurative stuff, and uh, we had many fights about, um, <laughs> you know, I'd come home and show him my work, and it was mostly abstract, and right. he said, oh, that's just a bunch of crap. You have mm. to learn how to paint the apple before right. you can paint the, um, you know, whatever whatever mm. you want, you know, so we had a bunch of fights about that, but it, it really didn't phase me, because I, I was into it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I knew... I met a lot of painters in Manhattan, and mm-hmm. I knew what was going on. And we put, at, at school, we put on happenings, and and um, it was just very interesting. Yeah. So, would you, the art scene at that time in New York was it moving towards a more like abstract direction in terms of the content? Well, in the '60s, it was very um, hard. There were hard edge schools that was very that was very big, and you know, pop art and which I, at the time, I didn't really like at all. You know, mm-hmm. But, um, but I, I, uh, I, I ju- there was so much stuff going on at that period of time that, uh, that it was, ju- it was just, it just gave you a freedom to do whatever you wanted. So, mm-hmm. I, ju- I just, I had my own studio there, and you know, I did these very large paintings, and I bought paint by the gallon buckets and. You know, use trowels, and you know, it just it just went wild. But then, um, then I um, uh, after I graduated, I I went out west and traveled around, and um, you know that that was a big eye opener. But I I think one of the biggest things that got me interested was uh, Cousteau, the um, marine biologist. Okay. I don't know if you ever yeah, saw I did. his his. He had a show on every week, and mm-hmm. 
it was just unbelievable. You know, the forms and the and the things from under the sea. And um, I did a lot of paintings like that. And and, um, and it wasn't it wasn't. And I always uh, read a lot. I it was a big I'm a big reader. And you know, so I I combine everything together, and then and then I forget about it. And I just um, I never really. I never really plan exactly what I'm going to do. I just, I sit there with the blank thing in front of me and I start. And sometimes mm -hmm. I, you know, I have an idea that I want to do. Or, right. But um, most of the time I just let it happen and, you know, I, so. Gotcha. So what, um, what drew you to predominantly be black and white? Um... I don't. I, I. I. just. I just always. Um, I've always done black and white. I mean, right from um, the '60s. I have notebooks and I, I carry a pen with me all the time, mm -hmm. and I just doodle or 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 whatever. But um, like I said, it was. It it, it. it seems to be the simplest form of expression. Without it, uh, the, without having the color inter the color interferes or something, I just can't. Okay. It's it's like an X-ray to the world, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, it just you know when it when it's happening right in front of me, it's just um, it's just always you know interested me. So I you know thinking back, I I always did black and white, you know. For, gotcha. Yeah. Were you? Doing um, like landscapes when you started off. What was some like the subjects when you started off? Uh, not not really landscapes. There were um, like I, 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 there were like mental landscapes. I, I just felt that everything that was coming out of my head was part of the landscape or mm -hmm. something. But like you know, like that that painting over there, that one there, that that's. Um, you know, it, it may not be a landscape, but it, but it's kind of like a landscape. Yeah, no, it, you can see it. And then, you know, like the ones above over there, like mm -hmm. they're, that's definitely landscapes. Right. So would you say you, you prefer more abstract style as, as opposed to more realistic style? Well, um, I don't know. I mean, it... it I pretty much decided to just do whatever I felt like doing at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to. Like I noticed that uh, most artists in the, um, you know, in the galleries, like they'll they'll do one painting, and everyone likes that one painting, so they they have to repeat it over and over and right. over again. Like like Leo's Castelli, I heard, took a hundred percent of the first show of an artist. And um, you know, so everyone and Jackson Pollock, they, they didn't. He he painted all the stuff, and they wanted to change his style after a while, and they, they said, no, you can't change your style, and you know, and he drank himself to death, you know, because he was rejected. But so I I never really wanted to get involved with um, having to do the same paint, painting yeah. over and over again. So like, I went I went through definite phases like. Um, I, I went to a, a big mythological phase where I did a lot of reading, like Miriaki um, Iliadi was is a Romanian. He wrote a book called The Sacred and the Profane, and, mm -hmm. and 
I, I think of painting as like a, a sacred act. It's like um, that that it's um, it, it's it's something that it's magical. It just it comes it comes out of you, and it's um, and it's all connected to the to I don't know how we our whole being evolving from you know primitive creatures. You know, just, yeah. But um, so, I, what was your question? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, landscapes. Well, uh, um, before we get to that, um, to go back to what you were just saying, so would you say like, um, like I think about art in terms that it's just like, a, like just a big stone that just keeps rolling, and as artists, we're just continuing, like, rather than thinking of it as we're all doing our own thing, I have this other mindset of that we're all just carrying on from one another, keeping art just kind of flowing in a way, where we're building off of our influences, and that just keeps this tree growing, and we're all just different branches off of it, based on who came before us. Um, and to go like to landscapes, like so, your work, whether it's to my eye, whether it's um, obvious or not, there's like an earthiness to it. So hearing a bit about your process, I do, I can understand and appreciate your work even more because it seems like, if I'm understanding you right, it's really coming a lot from within. And exactly. almost like would you would you say it's like stream of consciousness sometimes? Yes, I would, and, and I agree with. I mean, like the reason I want I, I I saw all these paintings and I didn't want to copy them. I, I didn't want to be like them. But right. I just uh, I absorbed whatever it was that was um, that was there, and and then just let that sink in, and then. When I did my own stuff, I, I didn't really try to emulate anything. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just, you know, so you're right, you know, it, it is, it's a continuum where we're, or, or we have genes for art, right? Yeah, that, that, so. <laughs> um, Everyone has them, but, you know, that not many people, oh, only a few let it come out. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. What point did you feel like? It sounds like you were always an artist, but what point did you? Was there any time where you were just concentrated solely and said, "This is what I'm going to pursue"? Um. Uh, well, I you know I what happened is my dad uh, tried to convince me that you're never going to make a living as an artist, mm -hmm. so you got to figure out something to do. So. And he kind of scared me, and um, and I started. Um, I'm also a cabinet maker. Okay. So I he had a he was an interior designer, and had a woodworking shop, and I didn't pay much attention to it at at the time. But uh, on uh, when I came home for holidays, he'd say, "Well, I need a really interesting table for one of my clients," mm -hmm. and you know, so being a creative person I just went in the shop and started making something and, mm. and you know and then he sold it as a um, as a table and you know and and then um, 
years after I graduated, um, you know, I spent years fumbling around, not knowing what the hell I was doing, right. and and um, I I I started. I was in Santa Fe, and I was working at a Brown Pipe and Supply. It was a plumbing supply. Okay. And I collected all the wood from the pallets, and I took it to a shop and planed it down and. I made this table, and I said, oh, man, this table is fantastic. I'm going to go back east and, you know, sell it to a company. I'm going to make a lot of money. And, you know, that was ridiculous. But um, I went back east, and I started uh, started making one-of-a-kind tables. Um, mm -hmm. And I met a decorator, some decorators, and, um, and they started asking me, you know, would you make a cabinet for us? And I said, yeah, okay. And... Um, and these decorators, I worked for them for like 35 years, and uh, wow. they had wealthy clients, and we did some wild things, and so I always, I, I had, an, I was making money, mm -hmm. and but I always in in the wood. That's a woodworking studio next door there. So okay. in the back, I had like a little room that I did my artwork. I'd go there at night, and you know, and it was kind of like being in being in a cave, you know, because mm -hmm. I. I've, I always felt the um, the closeness to the cave painters, you know, because they, and they went deep in these caves and and they did these in, incredible things and and I'd sit there and it was dark and you know I just had a light there and I mm -hmm. I didn't even know what I was doing and I I did things and then I I put them in a drawer and um, and it wasn't until I don't know a few years ago that I. I took everything out and I started digitizing all the um, mm -hmm. things that I've done, and it was only then that I really discovered about like who I who I was and what I was doing all those years. Mm. So you know, and then I spent time looking at it on the computer and stuff, and and um, and it was a big revelation because I I, I I it was it was just something that was a part of me that I. I something I had to do. It's, it's, the woodworking was always like a, um, kind of like a hobby or something. You know, right. a, it didn't give me that much satisfaction, even though I did, I did really nice, beautiful stuff and, right. you know, uh, you know, made a living from it. But mm -hmm. um, it wasn't my primary interest. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't think I ever done the artwork full time without, you know, so there was always mm -hmm. like, dichotomy sort of like mm. between the woodworking and the painting it was like totally opposite gotcha it is a creative process to to come you know to start and then right. and then it's just route work and dust and you know yeah you know, yeah like my grandfather and father did like finished carpentry too um, so I'm somewhat I could relate somewhat through them to what you're talking about but I'd, so you never you but through all that you kept painting yeah, I kept painting, and um, I, you know, I had a couple of shows uh, here, and you know, nothing big or anything, mm -hmm. but, but I, I was, uh, I was also pretty disgusted with the gallery system, the whole yeah, system, and I could relate. I had a, I had one of my painting instructors, Larry Calcagno, was a uh, fairly famous painter, and he used to take us around to his galleries, and we used to haul. My buddy and I used to haul his paintings to shows, and mm -hmm. and he'd explain to us how we, how he every night he went to someone's house and he had to talk about art, and then, mm -hmm. and then he told us how the galleries, you know, how people were, 
was such a sadomasochistic kind of relationship powers you right. know, over people and and and, um, and then I, I tried to get into galleries and you know I, I brought stuff in and one gallery I went to I, I thought I could fit right in and I, right. I just happened to have a picture of one of my paintings and I went up to the guy who ran and I, I showed it to him and he went like this <laughs> and then he, he backed away from me and he said oh we don't do things like that and he ran into his office and closed the door jeez what was the painting of? it was just it was an abstract painting one of my paintings and it, it would have fit right into his abstract right. show but they have it's a closed system yeah, they they want to control pricing and and they want to control the artists and um, so I got discuss you know that was just one incident but I got kind of disgusted with it and I didn't care so I just I decided I'm just going to do my painting in my little studio there and and um, it's for me yeah and and it's something I had to do so so now I have <laughs> I have a whole barn full of art and like right. the whole other side is filled with paintings and stuff wow. and. It's okay though. I mean, I, it, it it doesn't matter because I it, it, it's in it's the the act of doing it that's the important part. That's what yeah. I think. So now I, I could relate to that, and I had similar like roadblocks with and getting disgusted with galleries because especially like in Strasbourg, being that it's a smaller community in a smaller town, the click is always that much tighter, mm. and. Um, so I can understand, like, getting disgusted and doing art for the artist. Like, doing it for you first, it's always going to be better. The art will always come out better because you're not basing it off of any outside criticisms or influences that you don't want to. Right. So it's it comes out more genuine and, and Right. Pure. You're more true to yourself and, you know, like... It. You know, you look at a lot of artists who are very famous, like their their paintings are all, you know, it's all the same painting, almost. Right. So, so, I mean, one day I may do a realistic painting of, uh, you know, of my dog. Right. Or, you know, or, or mountains or, or trees. And, um, and uh, next day I may, you know, just be free with whatever mm. uh, the energy I'm feeling and when you do black and whites is that um, do you mix ink and paint or do you only work in one no I just just ink okay just ink you know I may I'll use water you know to uh, to get different tones sometimes but mostly it's um, just the black and white so one as I prepared for for the interview today and I was going through your artwork one thing that was curious to me is a lot of um your subject matter are pigs. <laughs> and I'm curious, um, why so? Uh, that, I, I call that my Angry Pig series. Um, okay. Um, it, it, it actually started out, uh, uh, there was a, uh, that writer Miriaki Eliade is a, mm -hmm. uh, he, he, he was a, it was a mythological, there was a, there was a story where there was a, for manhood rituals, there the young boys were sent out at night, and this giant pig would come and devour them, and, and then shit them out, and they'd be men. <laughs> you know, okay. 
So, you know, and I, and I don't know, I did, I did a whole bunch of paintings of, like, um, you know, military men as, as, as pigs, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and then in the 60s, and, you know, cops were all pigs, yeah. and, you know, it was like, it was like a point of anger, even though, like, I, I'm not angry at pigs or anything right. like that, but, you know, it just, you know, pig-like behavior and greediness, and, and right. you know, and, and it was, it was a, um, a way to get my my anger out, because there's a lot there's a lot to be angry yeah. about and uh, yeah. and angry and you know I, I did T-shirts that had anger works and had an angry pig on it. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're in in on if you've seen them, but I can show you them later. But mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, I did a whole series, of, uh, and I haven't done it in a, quite a while. Okay. But, so maybe I'm less angry. Maybe. <laughs> or angry at different things. Right. <laughs> but you've kept, like, so, that, but that was a theme that you kept perpetuated for, for a while here and there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I, my friend here in town raised pigs. Okay. So I used to go over there, and I, I found them very interesting as, as animals, and mm-hmm. they're very smart. And, and, um, but, I, I don't know, my, my pigs don't really look like actual pigs right they're, <laughs> they're angry pigs right so um, <laughs> that was that I mean so do you um, you mentioned your sketchbooks and things do you have a preference between like um, painting with the ink or sketching with it uh, well I, I mean mostly in my notebooks they're just pennant <coughs> excuse me, pen and ink. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, you know, uh, make paintings out, out of it. Right. Some, sometimes I did, but um, uh, mostly I'd either sketchbook I'd carry around with me when I have an idea or something, I'd write it down, or, you know, if I was on the phone, I'd be doodling away while, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and then uh, I, uh, I, my wife, is a jeweler, and she we do these shows, and they're extremely boring for me because I just sit there and there's that thousand. So, I would do these um, caricatures of heads. I, I'm sure you saw some of them on the uh, yeah. And I I did hundreds of them. It started out like uh, when I was younger, like if I went to a party or something, I came back and I start doodling these heads. Sometimes they'd look like the people that were at the, the the party or whatever, and mm-hmm. and I didn't plan it. I, I I don't plan what they look like. I just start doing them and they come out. I I can show you. I have a whole book full of them. But, wow. Okay. So, but um, and so I've always done that. And then these character uh, char- you saw them at the show, the wooden heads. Yes. I have a whole bu- I have a whole bunch of them. I used to mm. when I get wood in. You know, if I saw a knot hole or something, that, that, or something that I I do that. So I've always done heads. Was there something about heads and faces that drew you to do that? Uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I just um, I just I just find everything interesting. <laughs> you know, like people are are they're very interesting. They're, everyone looks different, and like yeah. um, 
some of them are cartoons and some of them are, are not. And, um, I, don't, I don't know why I did it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that. I even, I even drew heads on um, pistachio shells. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole collection of heads on pistachios. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Had it been a while since, so like from the, the Gamut show now that you're in currently to the last time you had been in a gallery was a long time in between? You mean in a gallery? Yeah. You mean at my paintings? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I had a show at Blair Academy here years ago, and um, I, I really haven't pursued anything. You know, I just, um, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, when I have my, my time up here, I just do stuff. And, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't seem like it's important or something to right. to pursue a career and, and and yeah so I mean at this point I I'd lo I'd love to sell paintings because I I could use the money right but I I, I don't exactly know how I'm going to do it or I I thought the uh, internet would be um, a way to do it yeah did you did you see the book at, at Yes, that was going to be my next my uh, next topic. Um, was that the the artwork in that book? Were you planning for it to be a book? No, no. Actually, what I did is I was um, I took a piece of paper and I divided it into um, I think I think it was twelve squares or, or I can't remember now exactly. Okay. But it's it, during the winter one year we had a lot of snow, mm -hmm. and uh, so I. I started doing the the drawings, and they were non sequential. It's a non sequential uh, book. I mean, like each square is totally different. Like I may have done one one night, and then you know three the next day, and and they didn't relate to e each other. You know, it's not like a comic book where there right. there was a story. Right. So uh, I I got into it, and and I was. And then when I completed a page, I I sign it and date it, and right. after a while I had like you know ten or twelve, fifteen pages, uh, mm -hmm. and um, I had a friend who's a graphic designer, and he helped me put it together, and um, and and then I, then you know the same thing. I started looking at I I and and it, there is a story there somehow, but you know right. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> It's nothing I can say what it is, but um, but it was, it was just the you know my energy like I, I just it just comes out of me you know I right just, uh, just do it like so when I thumb through the book I like this to I feel like whoever is looking at the book or even some of your pieces the meaning just kind of comes to you and people whether or not like they think there's supposed to be a meaning so they reach for it like well this has to mean something um but i find it fun that you could just sort of adapt your own meaning to it as you go through it or as you look at the pieces oh i like, sort it really of opens I, it up i'm sort of like that myself when i look at it because i can i could not look at it for a while and then look at it again and i see all these other you know where yeah. did that come from right I think, you know like um and, and I'm glad I'm talking to you about it because I I don't I don't really talk to anyone about it. You know, gotcha. like very few people. 
I've given it to people and um, my friends and stuff, mm -hmm. and you know, I give it to them, and they and hardly anyone ever says anything. It's it's like right. maybe they're thinking I'm just totally crazy <laughs> or something, but uh, but um, but uh, but I like doing that, and I was going to do I, I I probably could do more, you know, volume mm -hmm. two and stuff. Right. But, um, I'm not very technical with stuff like that, and I, and, um, and I get lost on how, how I'm going to put it together, you know, right. what am I going to do. But, um, it's like, for, from where I could relate, my process is, um, after being, like, trying to get into galleries and do the dance, you get bombarded with, what does it mean? What does it mean? Oh, yeah, but what does it mean? Right. <laughs> by people and they ask you that what is oh all the time you know and and mine are are less abstract um than your work so to me i feel like you know like just look at it and then whatever you feel it means it means i i when i was uh when i went to europe to look at paintings i'd stand in front of the paintings and i say what does it mean what does it mean i drive myself crazy I'd say, what is the meaning of this and and i i had the names of some famous artists that, a friend, that an artist gave me and mm -hmm. I went to see this artist his name was uh, Pomodoro uh, he did these giant uh, uh, spheres that were eaten away and you know they looked like you know, these um, but I went into his studio and I, I said what does it mean <laughs> and he all of a sudden he got really, like, really uptight and like um just wanted to shove me out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> so you know, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I it, it's hard to say what it what it means. Yeah. It's just um, and and like you said, it means what whatever you what, whoever's watching it yeah. brings to it. And um, so that's and and it, it, you know, if you have to think of what you're doing all the time, right? It, 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 like you said, it's gonna stop you from doing it yeah and really like the meaning of anything can evolve with you or with the person like a, you know, a stranger yeah. you know like I've and looked it changes at, when you look at it you yeah know? so and I like that I mean like right. like that painting over there I mean I can look at that for hours and see all kinds of different things in there that, right. that I did you know I don't think I, I don't know if I had the intention of it but you know mm -hmm. like I just I think if you let it happen, if you let it go through you, and it's like you're, you, you have to trust yourself. You have to have no fear of of doing it. You have to let yourself go and 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 and, and trust that whatever you do is going to be okay. You know, right. like it, and it took me a long time to like um, to do that. And um, I I think I had a big breakthrough like a few years ago. I had a triple bypass surgery oh okay and when I after it was done and everything and I was recovering I I came down here and I had a big pile of this paper it was like 18 by 28 and it was this mulberry paper I had a big pile of it mm -hmm. and I just started working and um, I'd come down every day I wanted to do one every day and it was so exciting to me I was just you know I was just I just did whatever I, I, I thought, and and it, it, it and it gave me. The, I I realized that you can't have any fear about doing it. You just have to 
you know, do it and trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I realized that whenever I did something that was good, it was because I just did it and I didn't think about it. Right. It's not about thinking, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes it is, but it, it's, it's not about thinking. It's a, it's comes, it comes right out of your soul. To be, to be meaningful. I mean, you know, art, any artist who doesn't do it that way, you know, I, it's probably not even good art. You know, right. I mean, yeah, anything forced isn't gonna isn't gonna come out. No. Especially like from the creator's eye, it's never anything that I've done that has felt forced. I was never content with. Right. Do you have any plans for like pieces in the future or what you'd like to do with them? Well. No, I, I, I started this series. These are probably my most recent paintings. Okay. And um, they're it's sort of based on um, phosphines, which is, you know, when you close your eyes and and you see the colors. Yeah. And if you if you let your, yourself go and you just observe them, like, a, a, you know, it, it's all kinds of weird, strange stuff that happens. And, mm-hmm. uh so I was trying to paint them, and um, and um, I don't I don't know if everyone's different. You know, if their colors that you see are different. Maybe that. so. Like, are are those the colors you see? Well, yeah. It was like it's yellow like this and yellow and blue pulsating. Um, hmm. And then, and then, you know, once you start doing them, like, it just morphs into, you know, whatever right. it is. It may not have anything to do with, uh, you know, what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. which is, you know, also exciting because, you know, you just, it's like discovery. You're just, uh, you're discovering your own stuff. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I don't know. I don't have anything in particular that I'm doing. I, I, I've done some recent kind of angry stuff of what's going on you know politically and mm-hmm. stuff but that isn't that satisfying as um, you know just doing your artwork I mean right. it's like it's kind of like you feel like you want to change something but you're sort of helpless to change it you know, right. still so I don't know I just want to just keep on you know, I could I could sit here and look at the uh, at the pond for hours, and mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I may I may even do some colors. I may start doing some color stuff. Okay. And, you know, just I have a bunch of canvases, and I'm just gonna see what happens. I don't know. So, like with this new series, um, do you? Is it like a how do I best way to phrase it? I guess, is this sort of like a, a break for you from the normal stuff that you usually do? Well, like, do you um, see it? well, it's not totally new. Some of these are older ones. Okay. I think uh, the most recent ones are, are those three up there and the, some of these, sur- uh, these uh, circle ones. Mm-hmm. Some, some of these other ones. The other ones are a couple of years ago, but um, I don't. I don't know. You know, I. I, I, I really don't know. Yeah, no, it's okay. I understand. 
But it's it's interesting to me because like this is something that's it's universal. But you know, I never thought about the idea that other people may see different colors than I do. And oh. I'm sure that most like I'm sure that thought wouldn't enter most people's mind. But you turning into a piece of art, you know, like this is the most I've ever thought about that phenomenon of when you close your eyes. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, I can lie down here on the sofa and, and the sun's coming through there and I close my eyes and, you know, like, it's just, sometimes it's just incredible. I, can, I, I couldn't even think about how to, how to, you know, produce it on a, on a canvas or anything like right. that. And, but, but if, if you can let your, try, try not to, to see without seeing, Mm-hmm. It, then it's it it sort of gets like microscopic, you know, like and, and down to like almost atoms or something, and, and I see all these patterns evolve, you know, and living matter moving, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it, it and and somehow it relates to you know, like then then I start looking at, out out there, and like the trees look like arteries going into the you know, into the atmosphere, and, and what is it all? What you know, like it's so mir- miraculous that it's like um, we're on this living planet with, uh, yeah. you know, li- in a living things, and uh, so I, I I try to to paint that energy of you know of of growth and, and, and mm-hmm. um, you know unseen things and. So I, I don't I don't know I, I just I just don't know. <laughs> no, that's fine. Like you know, because it's it it comes across like speaking to you and now seeing your like that. It's just very organic and um, pure, really. You know, like it's maybe a, a frou frou word, but you know, it it hearing that you just do it is you know it's 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 cool that. Yeah, because I think the doing of, of it is the when you're in that space, that's the sacred space. That that's you know you're you're right in the creative process of everything, and, and that that's the most important thing. After it's done, it's just an object, you know. Like yeah. It's just it's just something that's there, you know. And it's good, over, you know. You've done it, and uh, but. Um, while while you're doing it, it's like you're in that moment, mm-hmm. and um, that's the that's the point. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So like the 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 process rather than the product. Yeah. That's yeah. True. I mean, it's just um, yeah. Mm. So as you came up, um, were there specific artists who influenced you? Um. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm sure. Um. I. 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 I'd have to write them down and think about who, who they are. But. Um, but I, I'd say they all do. I mean, every every painting that I see, um, you get something out of it. And, um, yeah. I, I, they're, they're, you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say one, one painter, painter or another. You know, Michelangelo. When I, 
when I saw the Sistine Chapel, I, I, um, I heard that you could be alone in there if you if you get there when the museum opens and you run down the hallway uh -huh. and you go to the Sistine Chapel and it's like my memory of it is so weird because there's just it's just filled with you know sculptures and all kinds of stuff going down the hallway and I remember running and this all this stuff is going by me and then all of a sudden I'm in this this uh, huge space with by, I was by myself and I just and it was just awesome. You know, and um, I mean, oh, oh, I mean, I just any any piece of art, you know, no, even if it's bad art, like it's got something right. know, that. Um, but there's there's a lot of re really interesting. I mean, it's the most interesting thing you can look at. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what else is that interesting? And it comes out of someone's soul. And, yeah. And, and you're you're a part of once you see it, it it's always there you know it doesn't go away it just adds to your you know whatever you're doing mm -hmm. so I mean I went to Assisi and saw Francis Assisi's Frangelico I, I mean there was there was just um, I, that's all I did was was you know look at art and eat <laughs> gotcha. I mean, I didn't really. I I, I don't. I, you know, I just went. I had a little knapsack, and I hitchhiked all over Italy, and I went. You know, I went from. I I had a green guide, and and it told you where a church would be, and almost every town had one. Gotcha. So I'd go there, and then, um, and the modern art too was like it was very exciting. Like um, I think that year, uh, Stella won the. Um, the Biennale in Venice, you know, mm -hmm. those stripy paint. I don't know if you know his work. Not totally, but I'll have to check Joseph it out. Joseph Stella, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, and um, it was very simple. And, and I really I really, I really like the hard edge uh, school of, um, of painting. Like, mm -hmm. my, my a good friend of mine is a, was a hard edge painter. There was a gallery on um, uh, West Broadway. Um, forgot the name of it now, but but they, you know, I met all these people that were into that, and um, they all talked about the fourth, it's the fourth dimension, and, um, you know, it was an experience of looking, I learned, you know, you learn how to see, and... Um, so what do you mean by fourth dimension? Well, you know how, when you look at something, and you let your eyes uh, sort of merge with it, and it becomes like, um, you know, depth, a certain mental depth, I mm -hmm. guess, or something, but, um, you know, it becomes more than, uh, it becomes more than it, just what it looks like or mm -hmm. something, you know, I'm not sure. And you experienced that a lot, a lot looking at those pieces. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I used to, you know, I used to, you know, it, it, you know, you could just see them as, you know, just yellow and red squares or something, right. but then if you stand there long enough and look at it, like, you, you enter, like, another dimension it, <laughs> it seems you know like, right and at the time there were you know there were there was a, a I can't remember names now but there was a Lamont Young was a musician okay. and he had I went to a concert it was like eight hours long and it was like four violins and they were going and it was 
just going on. It went on for like eight hours, and it was just like wow. he had these visions of dream temples all around that you could just go in there and listen. And then you know, mm. it was a very exciting time back 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 then in the '60s. There was right. so much going on. And, yeah. Uh, so much, you know, explosive things you know mm-hmm. that were happening, along with you know everything else you know. Right. Just uh, music and you know everything. Wild, wild times. How much um, does music influence your visual art at all? Um, well, I know. I know when I was painting it in in college, I used to, you know, I had music playing all the time. Mm-hmm. I I liked uh, Sandy Bull. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know the Jefferson era. You know, you know it was mm-hmm. in sixty four, sixty five, and Bob gotcha. Dylan and yeah. You know, like, it, it all had a big influence, but it, it's not that important. With mm-hmm. like nowadays, I don't I don't listen. To, I listen to music as a background sometimes, but gotcha. not usually when I'm painting. I just uh, you know I hear the heater. <laughs> that's that's about it. And gotcha. Birds. Was so? Would you say um, as you were coming up in the '60s that would you say that decade, that generation, um, lent itself to your style, or do you feel like your style would have been your style? Well, it, it, it was. I I wouldn't say that it was a generation or anything like that. It was just um, you know things I did at the time. Gotcha. Uh, maybe unmentionable things, but uh, okay. <laughs> you know they had a big influence on me and. Um, and then it, I just grew into it. It's just, mm. um, um, I don't know. You know, those 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 unmentionable things, they could be in, inspira- inspiring. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I guess we can mention them, but I don't know. It seems yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, there's no, we, you know, we can, like, nothing's going to. No point, but. <laughs> <laughs> Little add-ons to our psyche. Can do a lot for for the yeah. visual art. Or well, yeah, because our our brains are are evolving, and like, um, I mean, why why did why did they do those cave paintings? I mean, what these mm. these people that were, you know, hunting animals and gathering stuff and like living in in caves and fearing for their lives all the time. Why did they do that beautiful stuff? I mean, right. it's like, and they, they I'm sure they had outside influences. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, because they were they were into herbs and and, and you know stuff that and, and and all these you know primitive tribes they have a, these ecstatic rituals that you know that, you know um, dervishes they spin around and spin around until mm-hmm. it, it changes their consciousness and and consciousness is the thing that changes. You know, for uh, I don't know if it changes for most people, for everybody, but right. it doesn't seem like it. No, <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. There's like, um, I I think that that you know the the human brain, if you look at it, uh, if you open it up, there's like a reptilian brain, and then everything builds upon the very right. primitive brain. But I think some some people, unmentionable people, their reptilian brain is like is most important to them where they don't right. care and they just consume and, and 
you know, have no empathy. They, they just don't care. They just, just for themselves. It's just me. You know, those are, that to me is a very primitive brain. And, yeah. And it's not, it, 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 you don't, they don't draw from, you know, nature or something. It's just uh, consuming mm. pig-like yeah. alligator <laughs> kind of uh, existence. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. You know, like only in those terms that they didn't, uh, their brains didn't develop. Right. <laughs> well, just that one part of it's running the show. And they yeah, just sort of I mean, when you think about compassion. Buddha and, 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 and people who have been enlightened, like they, they, they would never accept what's going on now. It's like, yeah. you know, like no, I, I don't get it at all. Hmm. But anyway. Have you ever seen um, any cave paintings in person? Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 oh, well, I've seen a lot of petroglyphs and stuff like that, okay. but I, when I was in France, I, I was, went down to see the, um, the caves of Alaska, and they were closed for, re, for repair, but, um, I, I, I had driven there in my. I had a little moblet. It was a little uh, town, a little tiny town. There, I was staying at youth hostels, mm-hmm. and um, so I. What were those like then? In, in oh, it, they were great. I mean, for a dollar fifty, you could sleep, and then in the morning you had to sweep up a little bit, and then you know you could get a meal for like fifty cents or a dollar okay. or something. And they were filled with other people who were traveling, but. So in, in my book, you know, they listened. They listed one in this little town that was near the caves. And I got there at night, late at night, and I went into a bar, and there were all these uh, paleontologists and anthropologists, oh, wow. okay. students, like, staying there. And then mm-hmm. um, I, I found a woman who had the, the, um, the, the hostel, and she just told me where it was, and there was no one else living there. There was no electricity, no lights. Or just, it was just mattresses on the floor or something. <laughs> okay. And I slept there, and I had this dream of all these fertility goddesses oozing out of the wall of the caves. And mm. um, I did a painting of it. I, ha- I, I have it here somewhere. But um, um, when I got up in the morning, I was right, I was right there where all these uh, the rocks came and overhung. And then there were, you know, the, there were caves like, you know, they, they didn't go very deep, but they were from the top, from the, from the ledge underneath the, the, the overhang, you could mm-hmm. see the river. There was a Dordogne River, and you could see how it was like a perfect place for uh, humans, you know, 40,000 years ago to, you know, to live. And, and, you know, they had water, they had, you know, protection. And, um, and you know, some of the deep caves were... Closed for repairs, but um, I uh, I actually did a, a basement for someone in this okay. style of uh, they wanted a cave like thing. So I oh wow it, it was when I was I don't know high school or something mm-hmm. college I don't know so you had like a cave themed basement with yeah a- I did I I did I did reproductions of all those cave paintings on in there and. Was fun. Hmm. So, would you say those 
um, are a big influence on you? The oh yeah, I, I would say yeah, they're so uh, they're so amazing. There's lots of you know. It was kind of universal. They did them. It's almost like one artist did did all of them. Right, very universal. Well, yeah, almost. well also like uh, we learned a lot from animals, and you know they in some books they talk about how we were able to communicate with animals back mm -hmm. then because we were it, everything was very close. So, so like they're, it's all tied very closely to our psyches uh, yeah. as humans and um, especially dogs and uh, and. Uh, it's everything's all interrelated, and um, it's it's you know like the, the the American Indians have their power animals. There are there are animals that you uh, that you can relate to. That you know, I have. A, there's a book here. I have. Power animals, and like you pick an animal that you feel a, a close kinship to, and then he's written a whole bunch of stuff about it, and um, mm. so it's very interesting. Like, uh, like to, I'm very close to uh, uh, frogs. I, frogs are very to me. They're they're very interesting. They're, mm. they're spiritual. Talk mm. about the, the frogs. They're very pure, and like, um, but, um, yeah, Isaac and I had, have had conversations about how, as we've kind of grown into the civilization we have now, that these are the type of, of things that we've inadvertently shed and lost, is the ability to connect, and it might be, it might sound hokey to say it but this like psychic connection with animals that may have been way stronger when we didn't have a world of distractions yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and I, I, I think you have to get back to that I mean like the like crows I, I'm very crows were always like the um, messengers between the two worlds of, of reality you know between this reality and not ordinary reality mm -hmm. and and you know, just the thought of that, you know, you you see crows differently, you know, like, and um, and um, you know, when you you look at a frog, when you look at a frog, it just um, there's something majestic about it. The, the, the you know, and they and they're so sensitive to the environment. Like they when they they used to spray for gypsy moths, and yeah. the first thing that dies are all the frogs. It took mm -hmm. ten years for the frogs to come back after this. Sprayed and and you know we're all on this planet together with all the animals and everything and we have to somehow you know there's we're not going anywhere else you know right <laughs> you know like there's no place we can go space travel as we know it is not you know what are you gonna do when you get to Mars Nothing. right yeah you know die probably you know mm. but um, and we're here and we have to preserve it and like. Um, part of it and it's you have to you know can't be this greediness that's going on you know it's mm -hmm. not going to last uh, you know what's going to happen just so I don't know I just I, I just feel the older I get the closer I get to the nature I, I walk around the pond and uh, mm -hmm. you know I, I, it's, 
it just it, it inspires me to right and I've seen you mentioned crows um, you do include them if, I, if my memory serves correct you do include them in your art yeah so do you include them with that symbolism in mind of the between worlds or yeah, between planes? I, I, yeah, I, I think so, because I, you know, I've, I, because you're connected to that other other world, you know, that, that exists, that, mm-hmm. that, the, the uh, non-rea- non-ordinary reality is, is um, I mean, the reality we have now is going to change as our, as we evolve, it's going to change into something, you know, like the, right. and, um, and I, I don't know, I just, um, I can't say. No, I, I it's, it's hard mean. to talk, ta- it's, it's hard to talk about it, because yeah. it's like, um, yeah, I Because think, it's just yeah. almost instinct, instinctual, of a type of feeling. Yeah, I mean, if you're open to it, I mean, you know, you can, I mean, you can just live your life on the periphery of consciousness and not, you know, just eat and sleep and work and, and not be conscious of any of it. Yeah. And, you know, that's you're losing out a lot if, if you, you know, unless you merge with the... Yeah. With what's, you know... What. From an artistic mindset, it's difficult to imagine even living that life of just sort of skiing through and not really being a part of life, just existing. Right. What's, the, what's the point? You right. Know, you just, um, yeah. Hmm. Um, so can you remind me of um, where people can find you on your website and Instagram? Yeah, uh, my, on Instagram it's under Donald Stetner. Okay. And uh, I have a website that's uh, donstetner.com which, which I haven't really done too much on it for a while it's, just, it's got some paintings on it but you know and, and my you know if someone wants to get what about should I give them an e- email address sure yeah if, if, if it's my if email address is donstetner at g, gmail.com folks can go to those places to find your art and I do really appreciate you having us here and your yeah. studio is beautiful and yeah it, it took like 26 years to get this because when, <laughs> when we first moved here this field was all Tangled uh, multi-floor rose bushes, and oh. this barn was poison ivy was growing through oh, it. Yeah. Uh, there was holes in the roof, and uh, you know it took me 26 years to, to clean it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, rebuild when I had enough money to rebuild parts of it. And, you know, so I think I've been in here about 10 years now as a okay. studio. Nice. So, no, it's it's a it's a great space. Yeah. So yeah, thanks again for doing this. I really well, do thank appreciate you. it. I it's, it's, uh, enjoyed talking to you. Cool. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. You could find this episode and more on YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, the podcast app, iTunes, and all other major podcast apps. You could find Don Stetner's artwork on Instagram at Donald Stetner on the web at donaldstetner.com and you can email Don Stetner at donstetner at gmail.com You can find more of my work and updates on the podcast and visual art on Instagram at Albert Shivers 
And you could follow Isaac's work on Instagram at when underscore in underscore zen. Next week on the Planet Shivers podcast will be actress and comedian Keisha Peart. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And maybe next week I'll say Don Stetner's name another 60 times.